0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another grand episode of Staying in Trouble with your hosts, Eric Humes and Adam Short, here Here live at the Rooftop Reality Studios. Today, let's make it happen.
1: Yes. We're going to introduce our awesome guest this morning. Special
0: guest, Tim DeWar from the U.S. Army. Tim's with us today. We're going to have a great episode. We're going to talk a little bit about social media. Uh, My wife and I just got done watching The Circle. For all honesty, I just watched like the last, uh, two episodes, like an episode and a half, and it's all based on like the the chaos theory behind social media. And uh, have you ever seen that on Netflix? No, I haven't. It? Tim, have you seen it?
2: I, I've heard of it. I haven't watched it,
0: and uh, it's it quite entertaining. And. Uh, um, I, I didn't actually. The best part was just watching like the last two episodes. So I didn't have to watch uh, the rest of the <laughs> all the other drama. Way to promote the show. Yeah. Just watch the end. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I bet
2: he reads books that way too. <laughs> <laughs> the title in <and> the
1: end. <laughs> yeah. Or that little paragraph on the back of the book, right? Yeah,
2: probably.
0: <laughs> so, uh,
1: well, you know, before the show, I had a wonderful conversation with Tim outside. And one of the things that I kind of mentioned was uh, how important social media was. And I truly believe that that's one of the key factors of how uh, President Trump got elected was through Twitter. It, it, It opened him up as his own thoughts, his own opinions, his own stuff that I don't think we've ever seen in a president or a presidential candidate ever. So, it, it, or even a
0: political candidate. I mean, like his, his, like the way he uses the the Twitter platform is something uh, unprecedented for sure.
2: Having that that raw, unfiltered access to a, a a person at that level is something that that yeah, no one has seen before, and and had to had to play a factor in the in the connection that people had with him.
1: And he, I I know that that wasn't the only. Uh I mean, social media wasn't brand new when President Trump was running. I mean, I I realize that. But uh, uh, it it definitely played a different role in it. And I think it's going to change the way we elect public officials all across the board is their social media presence to the public.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, you always wonder about you know, we've always for years, it's always been backroom deals and, and, you know, going out to breakfast and stuff like that. With social media, it gives you a purview. But one of the things on the circle it talks about is the person who did, who who does win the, the, the biggest winners are the most genuine. And I think a lot of times it's just like on video, everyone's scared to get on video. Why? Because you can't really hide behind it. You can't, you know, there's a lot of genuine about it, and so, um, you know, and it's a, it's, it's just that act of putting yourself out there, and once you take that, you know, you don't. There's good and bad, and and a whole mixture of everything in between, and so that's, you know, but it's just you know, talking about books though. I've been studying, I've been kind of doing my own side study of books. Most books are highlight reels. And you don't get to see a lot of even non like even like you know cool the the bestsellers. It it doesn't get into like all these other sidesteps, all these failures that have to happen for a character. It, most books are about the highlight reel of a character, not about hey this character didn't do this, this character didn't do you know I failed at this and I lost that, and eventually I learned this lesson. That's very rare, actually, in, in most books. In most books, it's, man, this is just going right, and this worked out. Yeah, I made a mistake here, but, you know, I ended up with the grand prize at the end.
1: Yeah. Hey, Tim, uh, Eric and I do have a problem. Our problem is we love the sound of our own voice, and sometimes <laughs> we get carried away, and we just keep going and going, and we, sometimes it happens. So uh, we don't mean to, to take that. Can you please share with us what you do with uh, – it is the U.S. Army and your uh, social media presence with them.
2: Well, I'm not certain that anyone's going to enjoy hearing me anymore, but, uh, but I'm happy to talk about what I do. I am the uh, Assistant uh, ANPA Chief, that's Advertising and Public Relations Chief, for the 6th Medical Recruiting Battalion. We are headquartered here in Las Vegas, and we're battalion support for three companies 21 stations located throughout the western half of, or western quarter of the of the country, and we serve uh, geographically all of those states, Alaska, Hawaii, uh, everything like that. And we um, very specifically uh, recruit uh, doctors, nurses, medical professionals, veterinarians, chaplains, uh, all of the typical non-army type uh, 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 positions that, that support the, the combat troops.
1: And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them that, that, that help and, and do those, those kind of jobs. So, so uh, you're able to recruit a lot through social media.
2: Well, we we support their events and activities through social media, um, and we and, and the Army is just now building that up. Uh, we, they've made a concerted effort uh, to modernize in 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 that area, and so we do have uh, an increased emphasis on social media and using that uh, as a as a message tool, and whether we. Uh, directly uh, recruit doctors, um, from social media, it, it, you know, it still remains to be seen, but it's, but it's an effort that we do in terms of just educating people in general about the mission, about the people that are, that are behind the, the masks in army medicine. So. Why,
0: why do you think it took so long for, you know, the army or the, I don't know if it's just the army, but, uh, you know, I'd prefer to use the term military to, to build up, their social presence in in this form of recruiting? Like, why, why didn't they do it before?
2: Things move slowly in, a, in an organization the size of, of the Army. And uh, it, it, up to this point, has still been a, a, a growing kind of platform. Uh, like you mentioned, you know, uh, things have changed over the years with social media. They continue to evolve and change. And, uh, you know, the Army is, is typically slow to adopt uh, unproven technologies. And so now they, they know that they understand the market, the people that they're trying to reach, especially in the enlisted re- recruiting battalion, uh, the, the, re- the enlisted side, where the people are younger and they tend not to be um, so very specific, uh, focused occupational-wise so why why it's happening now i think is is they've got some time under their belt they know the audience has changed and people have grown up with social media and is becoming more accepted just in the general population so as a tool they've decided they have to use it so for people out there that maybe okay
1: like eric and i uh, i know eric has been using social media in his real estate business for quite some time but like we started this podcast four five months ago maybe, yeah. and uh, trying to get this podcast out, trying to get it out there, or people out there that may have started a new business or are on, uh, I know I see a lot that are on those kind of network marketing businesses or things of that nature. How, can, how do they get out there with social media? What's the right way of presenting their business, their point of view, their podcast or anything like that? out there to get it to grow to get more people looking at it clicking the links and doing things like that
2: wow that's uh, a loaded question that's, right? a, that's <laughs> a tough question and and and, and it's obviously going to vary depending on uh the market that they're trying to reach but having had some experience uh in in real estate as well as the military um what i tell all of of the recruiters that I'm that I'm trying to teach is number one they have to be genuine they have to be themselves and they have to provide information that's that's helpful to their audience that will touch them in a way that they can't get elsewhere um, and and make that their their Bible basically that that if you're always just putting out a recruiting message or if you're always just saying hey Um, you know, use me to buy your next house or sell your next house. There's no value in that Mm -hmm. to, to uh, the people that they're trying to reach. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's not a whole lot different than, than traditional methods that people have used for years and years and years. You still have to be genuine. You have to give them value uh, to make them want to come back and, 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 visit your site and and take advantage of what what it is that you're putting out there that to me is the is the the big one so okay
1: so trying to change up your post if you're if you're selling if you're trying to sell a car and you're just constantly hammering i got this car for sale i got this car for sale i got this car for sale you want to get you want to break into something that's unique that's going to catch their eye that's going to draw them in to say I want, to, I want to see this guy's website. I want to see a little bit more about him, uh, something more colorful, like you're saying.
2: Exactly. If you're trying to sell a car and you give people information on how to keep their tires inflated or, or uh, some, some neat methods of protecting the finish in you know, Las Vegas, 120-degree weather, whatever it is, that, that added value, they can buy a car anywhere. True, but when you give them information that's helpful, uh, that will that relates to what you're trying to do, and you're not just pushing cars down their throat uh, all the time, that's when they'll want to come back and visit.
1: That makes perfect sense,
2: but at the same time, that's also challenging
1: too. I, I was I was just thinking of some of the posts that I put out for this podcast, and I don't mean to keep relaying it back, but that's kind of a challenge that that I can relate to. I. I don't want to just keep saying the same thing over and over again. And sometimes I feel like I am.
0: Just for our listeners out there, I came up with a great idea. So every week Adam's going to add a new plumbing tip on ways you can save money, you know, plunge it
2: that's
0: it yeah that's it right there there. he's a master plumber (laughs) he's been bragging about oh i can weld up everything i I, i've got the prettiest you know plumbing welds you've ever seen this copper is like (laughs) artwork for me and so you know i think i think once a week we'll start you know for our listeners adam will start giving some tutorials on on some copper artwork so
2: and eric can give beauty tips
0: that's true. Yeah. Uh, hair, my, like
2: hair product, <laughs> yes yeah. hair, hair product. product <laughs> like nail polish. Nail polish. Yeah.
0: So, like, my keen fashion sense comes from um, the ability to pick each part of my ensemble individually. Like, I like, oh, this coat seems to, you know, fit the temperature and comfort.
2: And, and it's I a go, real shame there are no cameras uh, in the, <laughs> <in> the room. <program. laughs> real shame.
0: Uh, you know, and, th- and, and henceforth, I'm also, I don't know if you know this Tim, but I am colorblind as well. And so, you, you know, People uh, he's black and white. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. Uh, there's many times over my, uh, you know, storied youth when I would enroll into high school and, uh, either, yes, they were either pajamas or just different colored shoes, and everyone's like, uh, "Who dressed you this morning?" And I said, "Well, I want to wear these shoes with these pants, and mm-hmm. I want to wear this shirt today." And they're like, "None of those go together." Yeah. I got over it actually. Right. So,
1: you know, and, and but that's—it definitely can be a challenge on wanting uh, what you, to post out there. What's going to draw in the most likes, the most followers? Especially if you're trying to promote something that you want more people. In your, on your page or, or or in your network. Obviously, we want more people listening to the show. We would love for this show to grow, and we know it takes time. But we, we want to be able to post that stuff. So I always post links to the new episodes, how to find it, iTunes or whatever. But I feel like, yeah, I, I, we're kind of saying the same thing over and over again.
2: One of the other one of the other recommendations I make is is one of the th- one of the things that I do is I build creatives for the recruiters. If they have a particular event coming up or if they have a need, they'll, uh, uh, they'll call me or email me and say, hey, I, I, I'm looking for uh, this type of, of uh, uh, an orthopedic surgeon or, or whoever it happens to be. Can you build something for me? And so I'll, I'll go in and do that. But at the same time, I tell them, have you engaged with your audience directly directly? recently. Instead of always thinking about needing to make posts, I try to get them to think about going into other people's posts and looking at what it is that's out there and then again trying to give some information uh, that that's worthwhile that relates to that post. So, so it, it, people who are trying to develop that audience, look at, look at other posts that have gotten attention that are getting a lot of comments uh, and then add some value to that post rather than just trying to recreate your post your own posts all the time. Okay. then if people reply to that or respond to you directly you've made that that connection a lot easier for them to be able to, to have a, a one-on-one conversation at that point So that's another avenue that you could take rather than always thinking about needing to, to make that post yourself not
0: not to, not to republicize the circle but that is what, um, for those that watched it, hopefully you watched all over the end is they talk about making bonds. They talk about like building relationships. And so the premise of the circle is you've got all these people in, a, in an apartment building and they only communicate via chat, not video, just chat and, and how they share things, the way they said, saying the where they said things. And that's because at the end of the day, our podcast is is just another message, and the platforms are you know iTunes, Spotify, um, you know, and even YouTube, and so you know, and I think that's what you know the show proved up is that same model is that genuine. It, another thing is you, you don't want people in your audience who don't belong. Like people will feel this you know. You know, that distance because part of being in an audience is just like Ellen, right? Who doesn't, like, honestly, if we had Ellen tickets, right, we could sell those for days. Oh, for sure. Right? Because everybody wants to be on Ellen. Oh, yeah. Right? Because she's so, in, she, you feel engaged, right? They pan across the audience and everyone's, ah! Right? Everyone's into it, right? Especially around Christmas time. Who doesn't want to go then, right? And
2: get free stuff. Right. <laughs> What's under my seat? Yeah. Yeah
0: and then uh and so that's a you know i think that's another part of, of social media is and they found that there was like to give you an example is uh there's another real estate company in town and they had there uh, is yeah there mm-hmm. is well, there's a few um <laughs> they had a ton of likes on their page but zero engagement and so facebook is like hey we, we don't re- they don't reward likes actually they reward engagement yeah. They want you to be able to talk with the audience and have that interaction. And so I know as we build up this podcast, I'm hearing, like, uh, I was at a house and, and one of our listeners was uh, was there and he was like, oh, I really like da-da-da-da-da-da about, some, you know, about that episode. Like, for me, I about I my jaw dropped. I'm like, <laughs> oh, there are people actually listening, right? I forget that sometimes because when we're in here recording and we're trying to put out stuff that we want people people to listen to. But on the same hand is a lot of this is right. Who's the two biggest listeners, right? Adam and I, right. And, uh, you know, and the reason I brought Tim in is, um, just for full disclosure, like his wife works with me and, and I know that Tim has got a, like a big storied background in advertising and, and publishing. And so it's great to hear different perspectives, on what he's doing, and I think just the fact that he's trying to do social media for a huge organization um, is is a monumental task. And then to go after you know to try to build an audience of professionals is actually even harder. So yeah.
1: well, we're just trying to build an audience of listeners and and, and we're finding it <laughs> challenging. So uh, another good thing is is trial and error kind of good. like you try a post. You kind of look at the stats of it, you see what's going on, and then, okay, well, that didn't work. Let's try something else. And, and sometimes, uh, like it, when we record, we'll set up little video clips, and I'll post out like a two-minute little clip of the show. Hey, listen to the rest of this. A like kind of a, a lead or a, what do you call it, a teaser, something like that.
2: Absolutely. I mean, there's, if anyone knows the formula for success in social media, I'd appreciate them giving me a call. But um, uh, a lot of it is trial and error. And, and I try to let other people make the mistakes if I can. So I'm always looking for things that that more things that work than things that didn't work, and try to find ways that I can emulate that or add something to it. uh, So that I can go to a recruiter and say, Okay, you have I was uh, at an event in Phoenix uh, last month. It was a STEM event, and although it was uh, designed for third, to s- third through sixth graders, um, it was um, hosted by uh, University of Arizona Medical School, and there were 10,000 people there. Wow. And our recruiters, not only did we have a, a forward uh, medical um, surgical tent um, that gave them an idea of what today's surgeries can look like in, in, in a modern battlefield situation, but they did a suture clinic. It's where they taught and they taught hundreds of kids how to, how to (laughs) suture using bananas. Oh, really? And it was, it was fascinating to see these kids come through and be so excited about something. And so, to find a way to turn that into a, a medical uh, recruit joining or a medical professional joining the Army was challenging. So you, so I, I, I try and look at, at things that have been done before and see if there's ways to kind of tweak those a little bit to fit what it is. I, I couldn't find any, any similar type situations where you're teaching third graders how to suture. So... You know, you have to kind of pick and choose, but, um, but like you said, trial and error is huge, and hopefully other people, when they make mistakes, um, you know, you can learn from that or find people that are doing things well and, and use that, too. You know, I don't think
1: there's been any time of history that a people like us have more access to information than we do today and we were talking a little bit early, the the baby boomers, my dad used to always bug me. You don't get the newspaper, son. You need to get the newspaper. I said, dad, I don't need the newspaper. I have the internet on my phone. I mean, like I can ask it literally anything and it will give me that information. So. When people would put back in the day an ad in the paper to advertise their businesses, that was mainly the general area where you were getting your information for that day, maybe a few television shows. But uh, today, with the vast, the whole Internet, you could get information anywhere uh, about the military, about anything, and trying to draw that demographic of people into the information you want to give and what you want to put out there, it can be very challenging. My wife, um, she sells uh, Wakaya products, and these Wakaya are their health products. And I've been taking these supplements for a long time, and they work fantastic. And she has, too. They help with weight loss and all kinds of stuff, and they definitely help with inflammation. But the challenge that she has on trying to sell this and trying to put it out there is she puts it on Facebook, and it kind of dies off a little bit or not too many people are hitting up on it. And she keeps asking me like, how do I find the people? Because people constantly complain about they're overweight or they don't like going to the gym. And the biggest reason why people don't work out is because of pain. They go work out one time and then they get sore or that inflammation in their joint and then they don't want to. And my wife is selling these products that can truly help, but no one's clicking in on that kind of stuff. And she's trying, she tries some different stuff, but uh, it, it's definitely a challenge. And I'm sure she's not the only one in that boat, you know, uh, trying to to just find that niche, that one little thing to put out there. But like you said, if you find something else, if you're trying to sell a car, but you give a little tire information, I never thought of that.
0: Yeah, that's well, and it's not just that, but so, you know, Tim talked about being genuine and I'm talking about even the show proves, hey, if you're the most genuine, uh, you know, you're, you, you know, you're going to end up winning this, the social game and, you know, on the circle, the, the, the people who ended up winning the first person that was actually blocked off the show or, or, you know, who, you know, was, you know, voted off the island, if you want to call it was, this tall blonde, skinny blonde, she looks like a model. And and it's because she didn't bring enough social value to the community. And whereas the guys that were just themselves and made people laugh, and were really genuine, actually ended up having the highest value at the end of the day. And so for the same thing for for Shelly is um hope she doesn't mind me using her real name is um it, it, it is a lot about being genuine like you know it, it's actually showing a lot of times we have um the girl that does the instagram for rooftop reality is actually jen mitchell and so she's built uh, a following uh, she's a bikini model which helps and then on top of that she posts a lot about her own personal life like She posts about having chickens. She posts about like her meal prep. So it's not just about, hey, I have good looks today. It's about, hey, here's the, here's the like, I don't know, 18, 20 meals on Sunday that I'm prepping for the whole week. Here's, you know what, here's the the inflammation. This is what I worked on at the gym today. These are the girls that I brought to the gym with me. And so she tells the story about what she's doing to help others. So it's not just about the tire inflation. It's like, you know what, if you inflated your tire, here I'm going to I'm going to take Tim's car and I'm going to inflate the tires 2 pounds on each tire, right? And so because of that, Tim saved like 4 dollars this week in gas. You're like you're like, you know, it's it's like it's kind of like this social media can be like this big life hack. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And so it's like having the greatest life hack and knowing, knowing, right? And so, you know, and part of that is, well, people want to know you, you know, you want to know about like, well, why why did Tim even know that, right? And, or why do people put out there? I have another friend and uh, I don't know how much he's making, but he has a YouTube channel and he's a specialist on Jeeps. And um, so he's, Built over 10,000 followers and fixing Jeeps. Like he will get them, he'll fix them up, and and he'll do specific things. It's not so, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, how do you change the crankcase on this, you know, 2005 Jeep Grand Cherokee? Who who in the right, who's looking for that? But whoever is. They're probably going to go to Martin's channel,
1: but the but the reason they do that is something in search, and that was going to lead to my next question. Is yeah, how do you get your product where someone searches and your product's one of the first to to show up?
0: Adam, life hack, life hack, life hack. Oh. So there's a new website called Google. Oh
1: well. <laughs> no 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 well, no 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 I, no. I understand no. that?
0: No no no. This is what you don't understand. Is you actually start to type in? You start to type in. The question that you think you're going to answer like let's go back to plumbing because supposedly someone somewhere said that you're a master plumber i mean you have to see the certificate but um uh, yet to see the certificate can't get them to come to my house to fix anything but i i've heard these stories anyways you put on there how to change a toy like t-o-i google will literally post
1: no i understand how that works but how do you get on the other side of it Like, like how do we get if someone searches in podcasts how do we get ours up on top
2: so they hit ours first does, does that make any sense google is an entirely different animal and i try to i try to keep up with it but it changes so often in terms of social media however the one the the, the things that i recommend uh, first of all, it goes back to again relevance it 's got to be relevant yeah. if if i uh, i was in I was at Stanford this weekend, and there was a a, a conference uh, for minority students uh, the there's a, a group there at Stanford that's dedicated to getting more minorities into the medical professions and so the San Francisco station recruiters attended this, and there was a young lady. Who is a second lieutenant? She was a West Point graduate and uh, is graduating this year from uh, Stanford Medical School. She's going to be uh, doing her residency at at Walter Reed uh, Army Medical Hospital in Washington D.C. She um, had a breakout session that I attended, and I'm really excited to be able to put together some of the video and audio from her session because she was so genuine and she has lived the experience that she was talking about, that these kids were interested, students were interested in learning about. So she had that, that first-hand knowledge and in, in order to, to make, to get that information out to, to the audience that I want to. I've encouraged the recruiters first of all to research their topic thoroughly. What is it that's relevant that's being posted by by other people? Get the hashtags that matter. Um, you know hashtags, that's a it's a real lazy way I think for a lot of people <laughs> to think that they're doing something. But I tell them if it's not uh, if it's not relevant, don't put it in there. And then search for the organizations, on the actual platforms that you're using that you want to reach whether it's Instagram Facebook or whatever find those organizations and tag them in in your post if it's important to them they're gonna help spread the word and so I hope that that there will be uh, a, a, a following for this young lady and the videos that I'm able to produce because she she was so genuine and so knowledgeable and uh, but I've got to get that out to the people that, that want that information. And one of the ways to do that is using relevant hashtags and name tags. Okay. So.
1: Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, we started that. And, and I also, like when I post on our Staying in Trouble Instagram and Facebook, I also will throw in hashtags like just podcasting. Like we, There's a lot of followers on mm-hmm. some of these. And I just keep continue to kind of hammer these a little bit. And, and we've gotten followers from these other these other places that they come in and they, they find us. The numbers are few. Okay, so the, leading on to the next one that is boosting. Eric knows, I, I knew very little about it, Facebook boosting. So we boosted a post not too long ago on uh, the testosterone and also the MMA fighter that was here. And... Something I notice on the, the things is on all of our my Facebook posts, we put in the iTunes link to the, to the podcast. You hit the link. And when you boost, it gives you all the information, but it tells you how many people hit your link. So on the MMA Fighter, I was really excited about this one. It boosted. We reached 10,000 people in the boost, but only 13 people hit the link. And and I thought, out of 10,000 people, only 13 people clicked the iTunes link that may have started to listen to the show out of those 13 people. And and we're not complaining. 13 people, fantastic. Welcome to the show. But how do we increase, like, some of that? It's kind of tough. I don't know. Loaded questions out there.
2: Well, I can tell you that I only deal with, with organic social media. I don't. I don't boost posts. I don't encourage. I, I hear from recruiters all the time who want to do that because, especially with Facebook, that's their model. That's how they make their money. They want people to 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 take advantage of that. And uh, I'm trying to to teach them that if your message is genuine and you're hitting the right audience, and you get and you um, do your best in terms of formulating the message before you post, then, then hopefully it, it won't be as quick and you won't reach as many people, but how much engagement do you get from your non-boosted posts and is it really worth that extra uh, expense, time, and, uh, and energy?
0: And so I, I can see both sides actually. And I think the mixture of the both. So I've been, you know, uh, call it tooling with social media for for many years. And, you know, Facebook, in a way, kind of forced us to to advertise or boost a post. Mm -hmm. And... Um, just the way they change the algorithms, the way they change the, the formats.
1: Well, some of your posts don't even get to all your friends. Right. Your friends don't even see them.
0: And so, and, and well, part of that, though, is, is this mentality, though, that social media is meant to be a water cooler. And if it's a water cooler, not all of your friends are at the water cooler all the time. And so sometimes those, maybe some of your friends didn't come to work today to go to the water cooler. And so... Um, yeah, you, you'll see that, and so part of that is, is, uh, is actually, they want stuff going back to what Tim said is relevant and engaging, yeah. and so that's the real conundrum—or not conundrum, but there's no sometimes there's no easy path, right? And that—and that's the hard part. That's a nobody wants to hear that. You're like, really? I thought it would be just this, and it's not. Is you know things that like you know, now that I'm thinking about it, things that we don't do, Adam, like, we take a lot of time in creating content, which, you know, setting up guests to come in, setting up different topics to talk about. And that's hard. The yeah, o- yeah, it's
1: like a full-time wow. job. Yeah. The other hard
0: part, though, is is the the offline work, which is we should be promoting the podcast more, we should be talking about it more. We need to be networking with other podcasters. We need to be networking with their audiences instead of trying to recreate the wheel. Is it's the automobile effect? Everyone wonders, like, why you would if I if I'm trying to sell my my Ford vehicles, why is my Ford dealership next to Chevy, the you know our 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 rival? They found by large, people are going to shop you no matter what why not make it easier for them and work together and work together. And so, um, you know, they've, they've proven that in business case study after case study, not just for cars, but just about everything. They call it the, the mall effect. And, and even though that malls across the nation are dying, it isn't that they're it isn't, you know, from lack of, of great, uh, you know, retail space. what, what the reason why the malls are dying is is because less people are going to you know heart brick and mortar malls now they're going to we have online malls in our hand now we can shop at amazon we can shop at wayfair we can shop at at a ton of stores and we can do it a lot faster we don't even have to walk right tip 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 done you know get our app, you look at our app, you know, Home Depot, Home Depot's app will tell you, if you want this tool, it's on aisle 31, fifth shelf, right? And so you're like, oh, at Home Depot, it's 531. Oh, if I'm looking at Lowe's, it it automatically price shops for everyone. And so, you know, part of that, though, is the offline, right? How many places do you see, you know, the US Army sponsoring? If you heard what Tim was doing, that's great content. They had 10,000 people that they could potentially add to their audience. You talk about Home Depot, they are always like sponsoring things for kids or for homes, right? They have those workshops for kids to come in. Mm-hmm. As a dad, free activity, booyah, sign me up, right? Yeah. That's part of their offline uh, community outreach.
1: Well, that that's what, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, that's what I'm picking up is is trying to interact with your particular audience in one way or another through your posts. So, so you want to have that connection. You, you want to do something to make it where they feel a part of it. Type of, thing. Am I right?
2: Absolutely. And, and the other thing that we haven't addressed, we kind of touched on, on a little bit on my newspaper background, but one of the other factors that I, that I try to stress to the recruiters and I've always stressed throughout my career, is the importance of trust, and you can have a social media presence, and you can put content out, but it, as soon as you lead someone astray, you're done. You've lost. You've lost that ability to to draw them back to you, and so uh, I would I would also encourage everyone to think about your messaging very carefully, and think about how it is that you want to be perceived and and make sure that if it if if that's important to you that people um, have that degree of trust that they know they're going to get uh, what you say they're they're going to get by coming to you and taking that effort to take time out of their day uh, that's another huge huge factor so you touch people with relevance uh... and and with trust and and allow them to be able to trust you that'll that will help uh tremendously as well
1: so at the end of the show i'm going to get all your information and and uh links and clicks and all that good stuff uh but i we would love if you can look at our facebook and take a look and see what we can do differently
2: i i would be happy to do that i don't (laughs) know that i'm any better than anyone else i mean as a as as a, uh, uh, a, a social media user, I know what I like and and what I don't like, so I I could certainly.
0: Get he likes it. the Raiders. I know he does. He said he, he said, don't like he said we don't he said we don't have enough uh, uh, Raider swag Would going you, on our podcast. You didn't see
1: my new license plates on the car? Raider plates, man. Nah, I'm there. I told you I'm I'm hooked on this. I'm a local boy. I'm, I'm ready to root for these guys. I didn't before. I'm, I'm one of those, everyone's going to call me like a bandwagon jumper. I don't care. I'm born and raised here. I've been here my whole life. I've wanted to root for a home team forever. So whatever that team was going to be, I am, I am in 100% now.
2: Well, and it's exciting to me because I did just meet with uh, with representatives from the Raiders Foundation, and the and the Sixth Medical Recruiting Battalion is going to partner with them as their local uh, uh, active duty uh, Army unit in Las Vegas. We are going to to partner with the Raiders, and I'm I can't say anything about it anything too much about it right now, but uh, I am working on. What I Once hope again, will a be. video.
0: If you could see Tim smile,
2: <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the biggest uh, open stadium opening events uh, that the the Army has done, uh, I I would it would be my dream to make that happen, and I'm working hard to do that. So. Wonderful! Wow, Keep I'm it. excited already. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm ready.
0: Okay, <laughs> I'm that's a sure. teaser right there. Totally, that's I love a teaser. It.
1: Tim, we know your time is valuable. We appreciate you coming in and, and talking to us. Uh, we would love to have you on again. Maybe we'll come up with some more uh, questions and, and, uh, and uh, come up with some, some better ways of doing this. But this, is, this social media thing is definitely a fascinating uh, event that's happened in our culture in, say, the last 10 years. And it has changed the way, like we said, the way we elect, the way we buy stuff, the way we even get our news uh, is, is through social media, fake or not fake. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, that's our first indication of an event is is through social media. We were talking outside that because I don't get the newspaper and I just look at the news when I need to look Shannon, at it. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> uh, is is on, uh, on October 1st, my first my first introduction to that horrible event on that morning of the event was through Facebook. I, the first video I saw was through Facebook, and, and then it just unraveled there. It led me to the news networks to get better journalists, better answers, understanding what happened besides an amateur video off of a Facebook post. But I, I mean, that, that's how it starts. We hear about something on one of our social network feeds – and then it leads us to like, oh, is that really happening? What's going on with this virus? Oh, that was a horrible event. And usually I, th- I would like to think most people would think, okay, let me go to the real source and let me get some real answers over here. That was just an introduction. And that's how I treated October one was I, I got, I heard about it. And then it led me to trying to figure out the bigger picture.
2: And it's kind of interesting because uh, i'm I'm an old school guy it's it's unusual for someone of my uh, uh, my age uh, to be leading a social media effort for an organization that's full of young people uh, but I but I tend to I hope that one of the things as the pendulum swings back and forth that as as social media uh, becomes more ingrained into into our life, even, I mean, one of the things, all of those things are true that you mentioned, but even how we relate to our family now, um, it has been influenced heavily by social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, my my hope for the future is that at some point there will be a, 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 I can only describe it as I guess a lessening of the influence and things will calm down a little bit and, and there will be sort of an equilibrium between the, the utility of social media, the necessity of social media, and, and everyone's ability to, to filter through that and kind of relate back to real life uh, or the the virtual uh, platform becomes a little less important than than the real uh, real thing, I guess.
1: Well, when you can get addicted to it, it makes you question how how really good it is. I mean, it does have its place. I'm not knocking it. I mean, I use it. I, I look at it. I, it's a part of my life. but does it need to be the main part of my life? Can, can it just Absolutely. be used as a tool for communicating? and 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 then I, I could be able to turn it off and not use it for a while and then turn it on when I need it. I know social media can be very dangerous for other people
2: and that's a great thing about uh, I, I, I believe I come from that as from the newspaper background in that that's the way uh, traditionally newspapers were in that you had it available, you used it, then you put it down and went on with your life and I guess that was a that's kind of a great. Uh, analogy for me is that I that I hope social media kind of becomes that same thing where uh, it's more of a utility than it is a lifestyle.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. But thanks again Tim. Thanks for coming in and taking part of your day. Eric? I'm glad to be here. I know so am I. All right. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for hitting that subscribe button on iTunes and following us and Please check us out on the social media networks, uh, Facebook and Instagram at Staying in Trouble. And uh, we look forward to talking to you on our next show. Awesome. All right. We'll see you guys later. Thanks.